This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. What a now, night to host, open up the 2022 season. Welcome back, Buccaneers, and welcome back to the victory circle off of a win, 19-3 over the Dallas Cowboys. We're back with another edition of the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Starting up the 2022 season, great to be back with you. Great to have Tom Brady back. Great to have Todd Bowles at the helm. Great to see guys like Leonard Fournette and Shaq Barrett and Devin White and Mike Evans still being the guys that they are. And then we had new Buccaneers like Robert Hainsey and Cole Keeft blocking, Rashad White running, guys in the secondary like Logan Ryan, guys on the defensive uh, front like a Logan Hall, a rookie out of Houston, uh, Akeem Hicks, big body on the defensive line, Luke Gedeke playing left guard, a lot of new Buccaneers that were in there, but another good result as the Bucks get a victory in Dallas that starts them off with a 1-0 record. All right, so uh, thank you for finding us however you did so through a social media link through the Buccaneers mobile app, Buccaneers.com. We are here after each and every Buccaneer game recapping with nothing but Bucks. You will get exclusive Buccaneers radio highlights and post-game interviews. My conversations in a little bit with Devin White after this 19-3 win, with Mike Evans, who had the spectacular catch not far from me in the left corner of the end zone in the third quarter of the game, the only touchdown of the game as it turned out. Evans uh, has to be considered the best, the best aerial go-up-and-get-the-ball-at-its-highest-point receiver in the National Football League. The second-best guy may now be on the Buccaneers, Julio Jones, I know there's Devontae Adams fans in Green Bay now in Las Vegas that might argue that, and some other receivers around the NFL that make some plays here and there, but not as consistently as Evans. Not at 6'5", the long arms, the acrobatics. Just a great catch for the touchdown. You'll hear from Mike Evans about that touchdown catch in a little bit. You'll hear from Todd Bowles off of our Hooters postgame show on 98 Rock and, and the Buccaneers Radio Network. You'll hear from Tom Brady back for a third season with the Buccaneers as he spoke with the media late night in Dallas on Sunday night. You'll get to hear all of that here as part of this podcast. Make sure you're following or subscribing wherever you get podcasts through the Buccaneers mobile app, through Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get podcasts. Just search nothing but Bucks. We come your way usually Monday morning, Monday midday. I'll confess to you right now it was a late night on Sunday night. We did not get back into Tampa Bay until just after 4 a.m. Got back, uh, got back home after 5 a.m. By the time you get off the plane, get in the car, get home. So got a little rest. Now here we are. We put we put out the podcast, and I will tell you up front as I am doing this, we're going to go through the highlights of Mean Gene Deckerhoff and, uh, and love me, the veteran Dave Moore. By the way, later on in the podcast, you'll hear some more comments from Dave Moore with me exclusively on the aftermath of this 19-3 win and how good that defense was and what things look like on opening night in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. So Dave Moore on nothing but bucks in a little bit. So you'll hear Gene and Dave with the play-by-play calls, uh, you will hear the interviews, et cetera, et cetera. But again, for all of us, we get back in here. I'm recording this uh, now. I don't have all of the injury information. So you may know later on Monday what the seriousness of the injuries to Donovan Smith, uh, who went out with an elbow injury in the first half, the big offensive lineman, the left tackle. Uh, Chris Godwin looked like he tweaked a hamstring in front of us. That's what we were told. A hamstring injury was right in front of me on that catch in the third quarter. Uh, Leonard Fournette left the game later on in the fourth quarter with um, uh, what we were also told was tightness of the hamstring. I saw him being worked on on the sidelines, and uh, there were some other bumps and bruises. I don't have the injury updates right now. We'll wait for head coach Todd Bowles to give you more uh, on that, GM Jason Light, et cetera, for them to talk about 
the injury situation in the long term, and hopefully those guys aren't going to be beat up long term. I mean, I did see uh, Donovan Smith in the post game and in the locker room, etc. Did have a brace on his right elbow. Could be that it's precautionary. He may be able to play with that. We don't. I don't know that as I'm talking to you. Full disclosure right now. Josh Wells, the veteran, filled in on the offensive line, and the Bucks have had to patch it together right now. Uh, with Robert Hainsey, the second-year center, Luke Gedeke at left guard, and then you had to go to the veteran Wells at left tackle last night, and yet it still held up for the most part around Tom Brady. So again, it was some scene at AT&T Stadium to begin things last night. It is reminiscent of 21 years ago where the Buccaneers won on opening day at the old Texas Stadium against the Dallas Cowboys with uh, Tony Dungy's team, Knocking off, I'm trying to remember, I think that was pre-Bill Parcells. That might have been Dave Campo, Dallas Cowboys 2001, I believe it was, with, uh, what, Quincy Carter, I think, at quarterback. Um, Maybe Anthony Wright, a couple of others. This is pre-Tony Romo, obviously, in Dallas. The Buccaneers with Brad Johnson, with Mike Allstott, with Derek Brooks, with Warren Sapp, with uh, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, etc., Went into Dallas and won the game 10-6 on that September the 9th, 21 years ago. Brian Kelly, BK, the defensive back, made a great one-on-one tackle of Emmett Smith on the goal line on a fourth down play to help preserve the win as the game wore on. A 10-6 victory. Our buddy, our buddy Martin Gramatica helped provide the winning margin with a field goal. Brad Johnson had a quarterback sneak touchdown. That had been the only previous Buccaneer win, and as it turns out, that game was two days before the horror of 9-11, September 11th, 2001 in New York, in Washington, D.C., in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, with Flight 93 having crashed into the field in Pennsylvania where the passengers heroically overtook the terrorists that were at the controls of uh, United Flight 93 they were crashing the plane before it could come back into Washington, D.C. and do more damage either to the White House. It was believed that that plane was headed either for the White House or for the U.S. Capitol building after a plane had already flown into the Pentagon earlier in the morning on September the 11th. Horrific events 21 years ago. And some symmetry with Sunday night in Dallas because 21 years later, on September 11th, the 21st anniversary of remembrance of those that perished and all of those that were injured and the families uh, that were uh, obviously torn apart and have had to heal since then as best they can. All the first responders that we lost in the World Trade Center towers uh, from the from the uh, New York Fire Department, FDNY, um, all of that was an emotional part of bringing football back. It is every year, and this was the 21st anniversary of it. So 21 years later, on September 11th, 2022, the Bucks get their second ever win in Dallas by virtue of this 19 to 3 victory over the 2022 Cowboys and that's uh it's it's some form of symmetry and again they did a, a very moving tribute at halftime at AT&T Stadium I don't know how much of that they showed on NBC obviously um with first responders on the field from the Dallas area uh, Dallas police uh different counties their sheriff's offices their police departments and then the uh, the United States border and uh, customs uh bagpipes were playing uh, amazing grace on the field. And the FDNY had a couple of representatives from the New York Fire Department that were there, that were on the big uh, video board at Jerry's World at AT&T Stadium with tears in their eyes. I mean, it was it was uh, emotional stuff last night for 9-11. We should never forget, as much as we enjoy football, as much as we enjoy the Buccaneers winning, uh, as much as we enjoy life and the freedoms that we have, that there were many, many, many that perished that day, including those in service 
trying to rescue, trying to keep us safe. And we should always remember what happened on September 11th, 2001. So that was kind of the backdrop for the football game. Uh, Again, big win, impressive performance. The Buccaneers really from their first drive of the game on controlled the game. Dallas got the ball first. Dallas marched some 14 plays and 54 yards and moved things into field goal range. And Brett Maher actually kicked a long field goal for a 3-0 lead early on uh, in the game for Dallas. And and little did we know, and, and this is a great thing to point out, that would be about it in terms of Cowboy highlights. From there on, it was Buccaneers. Buccaneers and more Buccaneers. Opening drive for the Bucs came here. And right off the bat, questions about whether Chris Godwin would play off the torn ACL that happened at the end of last season in Week 15 against the Saints. No preseason games for him, but he had been on the trajectory of coming back to be able to play in this opener with Dallas. Would the Bucs make him active? They did. That, that indicates he was a full go last night, 100%, ready to run, cut, take hits, make blocks. And right away, Tom Brady, back for a third season. Great to have the GOAT back, TB12. Says, you know what? We're going to get the football to number 14, to Chris Godwin. The snap, first down 15, caught ball, left side. Great run across the 30. It's Godwin, first action of the season, and he's got a first down to the 45-yard line. These are the calls of Mean Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore on Buccaneers Radio. I was down there on the sidelines with our, our coverage on Buccaneers Radio and 98 Rock. Godwin with that catch early, showing the wheels, showing the explosiveness. The drive would eventually stall out, though, uh, for the Buccaneers. And Ryan Suckup, such a money kicker, was called upon here to retie the game. 44-yard field goal attempt, far side hash, picking right to left. Good spot, the kick is airborne. He's got the leg, and it's right between the uprights. The game is tied at 3-3. Three to three. Suckup would get that field goal and then would ultimately get another field goal in the second quarter for a 6-3 Buccaneer lead. And then the Buccaneers able to force a Dallas punt, and it looked as though, okay, now you're going to move into scoring range. You're able to run the ball a little bit with Leonard Fournette. You're able to get a couple of pass completions uh, from Tom Brady to a couple of different receivers. So you move down into scoring range, and this was one of the few times that the offensive line did not hold up for TB12. Angie at center, shotgun look Brady, Fournette on his right hip. Cam right to the right, good red zone target. Brady dropping, looking under pressure. He's sacked for the first time tonight. Back at the 20-yard line, Micah Parsons, who led the Cowboys in sacks a year ago, was named rookie, defensive rookie of the year. Gets the first sack of the game and a loss of 10. Micah Parsons is the best pass rusher for the Dallas Cowboys. He got that sack as the Buccaneers had moved uh, in the red zone and were looking for a touchdown to really go up big early on in the game. So it forced another suck-up field goal to make the game 9-3 at uh, at that stage. But then the Buccaneer defense clamped down on Dak Prescott and the Cowboy offense. And one of the things that we have seen is a theme of Todd Bowles' defense as the defensive coordinator for his first three years in Tampa Bay, now the head coach, is takeaways. And you got one here with pressure on Pres- on Prescott, and he gives the ball up. In the shotgun is quarterback Dak Prescott. Takes the snap and looks inside pressure. Forced out of the pocket, throws upfield. It's intercepted. Picked off by Winfield. Outside the numbers to the 25-yard line. The Bucks get the first takeaway. And Winfield still trying to wiggle off a hook. But a big-time play by a big-time player. Antoine Winfield has seemingly been everywhere for this football team, especially uh, down the stretch of last season, and Winfield gets that interception. Antoine Winfield Jr., of course, his father played for many years in the NFL. 
Jr. making like senior on that interception return. And again, the Bucks were set up once again inside the red zone. Once again, goal-to-go situation, trying to get in the end zone already. Uh, here with the advantage 6-3, to three, but unfortunately, uh, once again, the Cowboys got another sack from Micah Parsons that knocked the Buccaneers out of uh, the chance to get a touchdown. And Ryan Suckup kicked his third field goal of the first half to make the game 9-3 to three at this stage. But again, the Buccaneers continually uh, were able to make plays on defense, get off the field on third down. They were just, they were brilliant throughout this game in the key situations. And that would lead to the first time that we would see this on a Sunday night in Dallas. Good to have Julio Jones in pewter and red. Buccaneer colors instead of the Atlanta Falcon colors. And, of course, he had a cup of coffee with the Tennessee Titans last year. Now Julio, a Buccaneer, and Brady was looking for him long right here. Good snap out of the gun. Brady has all kinds of time. Throws a deep ball. Dowfield intended for Julio. He makes the catch. Inside the 30-yard line, Julio a little slow getting up. Boy, he laid his body out to grab that thing and cradle it in with a defender right on him. 48 yards on that completion as how many times have we seen him go down the field and make big plays? So many weapons for Brady here early on in the season between Evans and Godwin and Julio Jones deep and Russell Gage underneath and Cameron Braid as a tight end. Leonard Fournette out of the backfield. Rashad White out of the backfield. A lot of different guys you can turn to. And that would lead to uh, Ryan Suckup being able to be all the offense really in this first half with another field goal right here. Suckup to put total in. Snap good, the spot down, the kick is airborne, and it is right down the middle. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four field goals by Ryan Suckup. We lead 12-3. 12-3, the advantage. You wanted some touchdowns, but at least you were getting points. Ryan Suckup's four first-half field goals help build the 12-3 lead at intermission at Dallas. Frankly, it should have been more. It should have been something like 16-3, uh, if not 20-3, with the chances you had in the red zone to get touchdowns. But still, you'll take 12-3. You'll take the margin of victory. I know Todd Bowles, with that defensive mentality, told me at halftime on Buccaneers Radio on the quick live interview, hey, if they don't score the rest of the game, we win. We've done enough right now. And remember, this used to be the mentality a lot of the time around the Tony Dungy teams with that Hall of Fame defense they had, etc. Just get us to 12 or 15 points. We'll do the rest. We'll take care of holding down the opposition. Now, in the modern NFL, it's pass, 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 score, score, score. So you had to believe you're going to need at least another 6 points, 13 points to safely put this away. Even with Dallas's offensive line problems, they were beat up. Other than C.D. Lamb, they have a nondescript receiving core. Dak Prescott really struggling in the game. And as we go back into the highlights from Buccaneers Radio and 98 Rock, let's listen to Mean Gene about the defense getting after Dak Prescott. Shotgun look with Pollard on the left tip. Cowboys two of seven on third. The snap, Goodwin. Pressure coming up the gut. And Prescott goes down. He's sacked for the first time of the game. Devin White, linebacker blitz, got to the quarterback at a loss of seven. Again with that sack, and you could just get the sense at least I did on the sideline. Dallas is demoralized. They can't move the ball on offense. The Bucs have the lead. Now let's see Tom Brady and the Buccaneer offense go to work and basically put this game away. Certainly a touchdown would go a long way towards putting the game away. Buccaneers got some tough running from Leonard Fournette in between the tackles. And then Brady here in a key moment looks downfield with the Buccaneers driving. 
Out of the shotgun, three receivers right, tight end on the left edge, dropping Brady, Brady looking flush, throws the ball, upfield, caught ball, inside the 10, to the five-yard line, Mike Evans, second big catch on this series. It's first down and goal, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans for a second big catch on the drive to keep the drive alive. You move into the golden goal a situation, and the Buccaneers got in a look they wanted with Evans one-on-one, and Mike spectacularly is now going to do the rest for the first touchdown of the 2022 season right here. Ball on the five-yard line, this drive began back at the 21, dropping three-step drop, throws to the end zone, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay! Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in! I mean, one-handed, brilliant catch by Evans. How many times have we seen him go up and do something like that in the corner of the end zone? Uh, It's tough to throw around terms like indefensible, but that is basically an indefensible situation for defensive backs because Evans is so tall with the long arms and the leaping ability. If you get Ark on the football, you are not going to be able to out-jump him. Your only hope is to be able to knock it down as he tries to bring it in or knock him down and knock it loose. You are not going to outsize him. It's almost like throwing alley-oops in basketball. Your only hope is to try to block it on the way down or foul the guy on the way up because if they get to the high point, whoever it is in the NBA, you see them make it routine uh, now in the NBA with alley-oop dunks and the 6'8 guy, the 7-foot guy. How are you going to go up that high to the high point and stop them? On the day? It's the same thing with Evans. With that catch radius and the long arms, brilliant one-handed catch. 19 to 3, that one right in front of me on the sideline. He was celebrating with everybody uh, coming off the field with Julio Jones, with defensive players, Brady coming over to hug him. Those guys have been amazing in the red zone, in the goal to go situations with the lobs to Mike uh, Mike Evans in the end zone. 19 to 3 at that point. Now just dial up the defense for the Buccaneers in the third quarter. And Anthony Nelson who uh, Coach Todd Bowles has mentioned leading into the start of this season, had looked really good in training camp, has really uh, come on as a veteran player now. Uh, Speaking of of 6'7", 6'8", he's the tallest Buccaneer at 6'7", on the roster. Anthony Nelson on the pass rush, getting after Dak Prescott. The snap, and uh, Prescott is hit from behind. Fumble the football, already hang on. Hold on, Anthony Anthony Nelson Nelson got to him. Tallest player on the team at 6'7". Wrapped up Prescott. Buccaneers just kept putting the pressure on throughout this game. Eventually, uh, Dak Prescott would hurt his right hand. Shaquille Barrett came busting through, almost broke up a pass. And on the follow-through by Prescott trying to throw the ball, Barrett's hand hit Prescott's hand, injuring him. He left the game. Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback, uh, had to come in, the young player out of Central Michigan uh, and he was overwhelmed by that Buccaneer defense the same way. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. You had Prescott. I mentioned Tony Romo earlier. You had him. Probably wouldn't have been much better. Cowboy fans would argue that. You go back to Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman. Good luck. I mean, I know those guys are in the Hall of Fame, but good luck with the offensive line the Cowboys have. It's not the offensive line that Aikman played in front of or Romo, Romo played in front of. They're beat up. They're injured. They're playing uh, unproven guys right now at several key positions. They lost their right guard early in the game to an ankle injury. They're having to play a backup to the backup at right guard. They got no right tackle. They've had uh, other injuries. Jason Peters is a free agent acquisition for them. He's not healthy enough to play yet, doesn't know their system yet. He wasn't out there Sunday night, and the Buccaneers just terrorized uh, the Cowboy uh, players and quarterbacks, including Devin White, helping wrap things up uh, with a sack of Cooper Rush. Third down, five. 
They need to reach the buck 27. Rush under pressure. He will go down. He is sacked at the 46-yard line. It's Devin White with his second sack of the game. Two sacks on the night for Devin White. You're going to hear from him in a couple of moments here on Nothing But Bucks. Mean Gene with the calls. Uh, a happy Bucks win, Bucks win on this one on Sunday night, September the 11th at AT&T Stadium. 19-3, only the second ever win in Dallas in franchise history. Some long history going back to the Doug Williams, Leroy Selman days and playing even playoff games in the old Texas Stadium. But uh, now the Bucks are able to go there and get the victory on Sunday Night Football to open up this 2022 campaign. A lot of people wondered what it would look like. Uh, it looked impressive from field level. I know the Cowboys are beat up, but guess what? You take advantage of beat up teams. You take advantage of Dak Prescott not having enough weapons. They, they corralled Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to hear that in the postgame interviews. We talked about that. He was really a non-factor for much of the game. Give the Buccaneers a ton of of credit to go man up in front of a record crowd in terms of Buccaneer game. That's the largest crowd ever to see a Buccaneer game, home or away, with that, uh, with over 93,000 with the standing room only tickets, and the Bucks get the win. They shut the crowd up. They made the plays. Offensively did enough. Got the touchdown in the second half. Defense handled the rest, and it's a Buccaneer win. When it was over... On Sunday night, we went inside that Buccaneer victorious locker room. Good to be back in the locker room. After the uh, the COVID craziness of the last two years, we're finally back to some normalcy with being able to cover the team, be in the locker room, and we were there uh, for the post-game conversations, including with Devin White. Seven tackles officially for him, two sacks as well, a pass defended that you'll hear him talk about. Here is the Buccaneer star linebacker on our Hooters postgame show. Well, the Buccaneers have won this one tonight, 19-3. And Devin White, who had seven tackles and a couple of sacks in this one, is here with us immediately after it is over with. Why and how was this defense so effective tonight, Devin? Uh, I think uh, Coach Bowles did a great job uh, with a great game plan. And I think our whole mindset was just coming in here, SQ. You know, the first drive, they was getting it going. You know, they had a lot of things that we had to just settle down and get adjusted to. But, I mean, I think another thing on the uh, – we got great players all around the field. So, I think that was a great way to get it started. You uh, you had several huge plays. Let's go back to a sack of Dak Prescott in the first half. You came through on a blitz. It didn't seem to us that you guys had blitzed a lot in the first half. Then you got free and got him on the ground. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, another great call. Uh, the front executing, and I just had to make a play, and I was just telling myself, hey, you kind of behind the eight ball. You know, with plays, you know, big plays, I feel like I'm a big play guy. And, uh, I mean, I feel like when my number was called, I had to make the best of it because you never know when it's going to come back around again. But, I mean, I said I want to sack Dak and I want to pick him. I got the sack, but I dropped the pick. I'm so uh, mad about that. But, obviously, I'm just thankful, you know, to be able to get the win with my team. I think that's the most important thing rather than those individual stats. How big was it to shut down Ezekiel Elliott for the most part? He had, you know, fewer than 60 yards for most of this game. How big was that, Devin? Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, a couple of gap schemes, you know, a couple of guys got out the gap, which allowed him to get a couple nice runs. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a mindset when this football team playing, you know, the front seven with the back end included because they got to come down and make plays. But, man, we just want to stop everybody. We just want to be a complete defense, and that's what we're working on. And one more, this team uh, was able to do some things. You won the game last year, but they were able to do some things on offense. Was there some feeling this year for the guys returning that played last year that, hey, 
Let, let's go show them what Buccaneer defense can do tonight. Yeah, we didn't want to let them come out and throw the ball 60 times. We seen some they was Dak was 70 percent, you know, against us, and you know, but he people don't talk about he was throwing the ball less than few five yards. You know, it was a lot of uh, hitches, a lot of you know counter uh, stuff. But we want to come out. We put a defense in to stop all that. Did that tonight. Congratulations on the win. How does one and zero sound? Oh, it sounds very good. You know, uh, on to the next. You know, we got to put that one behind us and get ready for the team who, who we waiting to play. There you go. That would be the Saints. Devin White, thank you. Defense, defense, defense. Nineteen to three, the final. And Devin White, a big part of that. Levante David out there making big plays as a veteran. What a one-two combo those guys are. Again, the defensive line, Akeem Hicks, maybe it doesn't show up in the highlights. Akeem Hicks was blowing up plays in the first half, especially left and right. The big defensive tackle from the Bears next to Vita Vea, him and William Goldston. Uh, Nacho, Rakeem, Nunez-Roches there in the middle. They were they were disrupting. That allowed White and David to make plays. It allowed the safeties like Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield to make plays. Buccaneers. Uh, buzzing around the football, the front seven especially buzzing around the football, making plays. All right, offensively, again, it was not a Picasso, as I like to say, but it was good enough. You moved the ball, you scored points, great touchdown drive in the second half when Tom Brady put things together for the only touchdown of the game as they went 79 yards in eight plays, a lot of it to Mike Evans, and Evans got the touchdown. When we were able to get in that locker room and get a conversation with number 13, here's what he had to say on the win, the touchdown catch, and much more. Mike Evans. 19-3 is our final. Mike Evans is here with us, who had the touchdown of the game in the third quarter to cap off that touchdown drive. All right, let's pick it up right there uh, with the leaping one-handed catch. Describe to me what you did, please, sir. Uh, Tom asked me what route I wanted, uh, goal line. and uh, We have a really good connection in the goal line, red zone area. He threw a perfect ball, and then you know, ball stuck to my hand. You uh, may be as good as anybody in the NFL at doing that. Just take us through, how much do you work on that? How much is just God-given? Is it both? How does that work that you have that kind of success going to the high point and getting the football, Mike? It's a combination of both. Uh, put a lot of time in, and it helps that I'm 6'5 with a long wingspan. So it's a combination of both. A lot well, of this- practice. This team had not had a lot of time together in the preseason with Tom, with you, with everybody out there together, but yet things clicked well enough tonight. What about putting it together once the lights came on tonight? We, at this point in our careers, like a lot of us don't need preseason. You know, we had a great camp, I feel like. Um, we, all, we got healthy at the right time. You know, we got a little banged up today, some guys, but, you know, we're very deep at a lot of positions. And, um, you know, we're, we're vets and we know how to play. So, And one more. You're a Texas guy. Special to beat the Cowboys on opening night, yes? Yeah, definitely special. You know, my Aggies lost yesterday, so I'm happy that, you know, we came to Texas and got a win. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Mike, a very solid night again, uh, if not spectacular. Tom Brady spread the wealth around between he and Chris Godwin before Godwin left in the third quarter with the tight hamstring. Uh, Julio Jones uh, making some big catches in this football game. That He did enough. He did enough of moving the ball around, and that guy is lethal. Evans down around the goal-to-go situations and in the end zone. Good luck trying to cover him. Mike, an elite receiver and has been now for the better part of, of, of what, uh, eight seasons in the National Football League. Just a tremendous player. Love uh, love what he's able to do. Let's continue in the happy Buccaneer postgame locker room. Here is Carlton Davis uh, when this was done off that Buccaneer secondary. Carlton with a new contract. They bring him back for this year as the best cover corner on this team. Part of the lockdown in that secondary of C.D. Lamb and the other Dallas receivers. Here you go. 19-3, the Buccaneers have won it. Carlton Davis, part of that defense that put together a gym tonight.
Uh, okay, so let's begin right there. Team effort. They got a field goal in the opening drive. They got nothing else. How and, uh, and why did you guys lock them down? I mean, that's what we do. That's the brand of football that we preach, and that's what we've been doing in the past. And this year is nothing different, you know. First game, we got to set the standard, and that's what we did today. Did you uh, really sense in that first half that by taking Elliott away, you were making them one-dimensional? It certainly seemed that way, and you kept stopping them on, on third down and getting off the field. Yeah, well, you know, our defense is designed to stop the run. So, like, we won't allow anybody to run a ball. So, whatever running back it is, you know, we're not going to let you run through our defense, first and foremost. And uh, after that, you know, you got some corners and, and safeties who, who's playing ball in the back end. And, uh, you know, you put those two things together and you get this outcome. Let's have some fun with this one. Dak Prescott put one up for grabs. I saw you waiting on the ball for half a second. And then Winfield's right in front of you. I see you rolling your eyes on that. Well, like, <laughs> I just want to, like, I'm so mad at I'm mad and happy for him. But at the same time, don't do that. You know, like, that really hurt. Uh, and I didn't know who caught it, but I'm so happy you caught it because that, look, look. <laughs> I can't let him do it again. He, he won up on me right now, so he's going to talk smack. But I got him next week. You got him tonight as well. Great playing. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. There is Carlton Davis, part of a Buccaneer defense that, again, held the Dallas Cowboys to just three points. Again, save for the opening drive by the Cowboys with the field goal. They did nothing. Nothing the rest of the game. Nothing but Bucks podcast. Nothing given up by the Bucks defense as the game went on. Only three points. A, a gem, an outstanding performance. Davis, a big part of that. Again, Jamel Dean out there, Sean Murphy Bunting out there. They were using Logan Ryan and Mike uh, Edwards some in some coverage uh, as a nickel corner, varying it up on Dak Prescott. And as good as he and the offense looked a year ago, and again, his offensive line, Prescott was better. He had Amari Cooper as another weapon with Lamb a year ago. So I realize we're not comparing the same thing. But guess what, kids? That's not the Buccaneers' problem. That's the Cowboys' problem. If you don't have enough depth at offensive line, that's on you. If you did not, Jerry Jones is the owner GM, if you did not get a good enough complimentary receiver to C.D. Lamb, nobody in the NFL is going to have sympathy for you. Go beat the daylights out of them with who you have and who they don't have. And that's what the Bucs did last night in an impressive victory last night uh, in this one at 19-3. Uh, at all right, uh, so we've heard now from some of the players on our Hooters postgame show. We always get the chance to talk with the head coach. First time for Todd Bowles, who became the sixth Buccaneer head coach to win his opening game in franchise history. Here is the Bucks head coach on the win and how they did it in Big D. 19-3 is our final here tonight, and a happy head coach stands here with me immediately after it's done. Congratulations on your first win as the Buccaneers head coach. A complete football game from what we saw tonight. What are your thoughts after this is over with? We thought we contributed in all three phases. I was very happy with the results. Uh, I thought special teams did a great job. We challenged the Gunners and the Vice guys and the kickoff team with Turpin. And I thought offensively they did a good job controlling the line of scrimmage and running the football. We had some key catches by receivers. We understand we got to get better in the red zone and clean up some things, but I thought they did a heck of a job. And defensively to hold that team to no points, uh, it was total team effort. You said that at halftime. You said if they don't score, they're not going to win. And it turns out you're able to lock them down in the in the second half. Uh, I've asked a couple of the other guys, being able to take Ezekiel Elliott away, as you did early, and make them one-dimensional, how critical was that? 
It's important, you know, if they get the run game going, they get their RPO stuff going, they get their bootlegs and play action going, it's a tough, it's a tough draw. So you got to take away something, try to bait them into some things. I thought the DBs and the linebackers did a great job of executing the game plan. Leonard Fournette. We saw him looking like the Leonard Fournette that everybody knows. Uh, power running of the football had over 100 yards. Just say more about what you saw out of him tonight in the run game. He ran hard. He punished the defenders, especially in the secondary. You know, he's back to his old self. He's in great shape. He came in camp in great shape. He, he had a great camp, and it showed and carried over to the ball game. Looked like he did in college. Tom Brady began this game 7 of 9 in the first half. At another stage, he was 13 for 18. I know you've not seen coaches tape, but for what his performance was, how did you think he played tonight? I thought he controlled the game. I thought he did a great job of executing the game plan. Obviously, we had the one turnover that we want to have back, but that's better than four than we had last year. But he did a great job, excellent job, getting us in and out of plays, depending on what they were running up front and having success with it. That's 70-plus yard drive in the third quarter that turns out to be a killer and, and uh, ends with the Mike Evans catch. Just describe uh, Mike going up with one hand, a left hand, to grab that ball. He may be the best, probably is the best in the NFL at doing that, is he not? Oh, Mike does it a lot in practice, so it's kind of commonplace for us. But to do it in the game on Sunday night, opening day, you know, that, that's pretty that's outstanding for him. But that's the kind of receiver he is. Unfortunately, you had a couple of injuries. Donovan Smith, Chris Godwin both went out. Donovan with what we were told was an elbow injury, and Chris Godwin with what we were told was a hamstring injury. Do we have any update here early after this game uh, tonight? None at this time. I'll go in there and check on it then, and we'll probably run some tests in the morning and get a better idea. You had some other receivers. I mean, Julio Jones makes his debut and had the 48-yard catch in the first half. We saw Russell Gage make a couple of plays, including on a third down. The depth at receiver really showed up tonight as well, right? It was big going into the season. And when people go down, we got people that can step up that's done it before, and they stepped up tonight. And finally, uh, again, to come on the road and get this win, I know you've got to get ready for New Orleans as soon as you can, but this is a tremendous way to start the season, obviously. It is. We're happy with the win. You know, we'll smile and sleep on the plane tonight. We'll make the corrections tomorrow, and we'll move on to the Saints. Coach, thank you. Congratulations. You got it. Appreciate it. 19-3 to is our final. As the Buccaneers are able to get the victory over the Dallas Cowboys, Todd Bowles goes in the record books with a first win. Of course, he was a former coach of the New York Jets. We know that. He's going to win a lot of football games, all things being equal here in the 2022 season. With uh, with Tom Brady at the helm and with that defense playing like that, just keep people healthy and we're going to be uh, good to go. So again, that's from our Hooters postgame show. A reminder, you can hear the Hooters postgame show after each and every Buccaneer game through 98 Rock over the air, the Buccaneers mobile app, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but as we like to say on Nothing But Bucks, if you miss the highlights, if you miss the interviews, we'll have it all for you. That's why you need to be with us through the Buccaneers mobile app, Buccaneers.com on the day after games, typically on Monday, but there are some Monday night games. There's a Thursday night game. Day after the game, you'll have nothing but bucks to recap it. And you'll hear from Todd Bowles on it uh, all the time here uh, in the postgame uh, conversations. And hopefully a lot more postgame happy locker rooms like what that was. Tom Brady officially 18 of 27, 212 yards. He did have the interception uh, when the Bucks were trying to ice the game in the fourth quarter where the Cowboy jumped the route and was able to get the pick. It didn't end up mattering that much. His numbers were not spectacular, but as I said to the coach, he, he began the game like 7 of 9, 13 of his first 18. He was sharp enough. 
uh, in this game. Spread the ball around. Mike Evans, five catches, 71 yards. Julio Jones, three for 69. Chris Godwin, three for 35. Russell Gage, a couple of key catches, including a third down catch in the second half, two for 13. So Brady was good. He's back for a third season in Tampa Bay after the hiatus in training camp for 10 days that everybody talked about. All of that will pipe down because Brady looked like Brady. Didn't have to throw it 50 times on Sunday night for 300-plus yards and a bunch of scores. I mean, how many times did the New England Patriots win uh, dozens and dozens games like that where Brady's good enough, the defense is good enough, and you pound on a bad team enough to get a two-score win or a you know 15-, 20-point win? And now even in Tampa Bay, we've seen that over and over and over again. A lot of times it's by scoring and, and scoring a ton. Uh, that they've been able to do it. But here you didn't have to score a ton because the defense was good enough. Anyway, Tom Brady now uh, with the media late night Sunday night at AT AT&T Stadium. He took to the podium to talk about first game of victory, spreading the ball around and the win, including having Julio Jones make his debut and more. Here's TB12. I know you would have liked to finish a few more drives early there, but just the ability to run the football and be as physical as you guys were in control of the game. Yeah, it was great. You know, run game, defense, that'll win you a lot of games in the NFL. So very happy to see the line play the way they played. Uh, the backs played great. Receivers made a lot of great plays. Um, yeah, we just didn't finish in the red area. I threw a bad interception. So a lot of room for improvement. Um, so we'll get back to work. We've got a huge game this week. Going up against one of the tough teams in the league and a really well-coached team. But uh, it's a good win. But... Long, long season. You only threw it 27 times today. A lot more balance. Is that more of a Todd Bowles influence or just what they gave you tonight? Uh, not sure. Not sure. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we'd love to throw the ball and less and control the game and run the ball and play great defense and get turnovers and don't turn it over and score in the red area. I think, you know, we did a decent job, you know, moving the ball. We just couldn't quite get it in the end zone and, you know, I think there's a lot of things to clean up, communication stuff. You know, we got to be on the same page, um, which we were in some areas, but other areas we, re- we really weren't. So, long way to go. Tom, to have the defense play as well as they did early on, how much did that help kind of take some of the pressure off the, the red zone issues? Well, I think that um, we like to score every time we get in the red area. You know, the reality is you work hard to get down there. You got to finish it off and score points. And, uh, you know, you got to score seven. If we score seven, it's a very different game. So um, we'll get to work on that, you know. I know you're part of the game, but when you lose Chris Godwin, I know you were able to get on that, that first pass um, yeah. and, and, and lose Donovan Smith in a game. Like, just how difficult was that? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of tricky things tonight. You know, just guys coming in and out and, you know, not sure who was going to play. And, you know, guys played, and then they were in, and then they were out, and we were rotating people, and Donnie got hurt. And, you know, it's just not a lot of fluidity, so. That's the reality of it. It's it's uh, not always the most fluid sport. You're always doing things to adjust. But I think we're going to find some things that we liked out of the game. There's plenty of things we're not going to like. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to work on it and get better. I view everybody's open, right? But was there a concerted effort to get Chris that first pass? I think anytime we get Chris the ball, it's a good thing. He's an amazing player. And, uh, you know, keep finding ways to get him the ball. Be a great thing for offense. You've seen a lot of great pass rushers throughout your career. What makes Micah Parsons um, effective as he is? I think he's so long, strong, explosive, athletic. You know, he gets on edges and he's a dynamic pass rusher. So he got it, got me, I don't know, once or twice tonight. Twice? Twice, yeah. He's tough. 
he's tough. We uh, just didn't execute very well. Um, he made some good plays. Hey, Tom, I know you got a lot to draw on, and it's only the first game of the season, but how do you assess kind of how you feel with your flow in terms of getting back to, you know, a real game again? I, yeah, I got, I got a long way to go. You know, I think we all do, and I think the team's got, you know, I, I think the defense played awesome. You know, offensively, we can do a lot better than that tonight. So we're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to score in the red area. Um, you know, we're going to have to stay healthy. We're going to have to, you know, get back to work and find a little bit of a regular season flow and um, just put these days together and see if we can make some improvements. Does it seem like your running game, or it seemed to me like the running game may be a little bit more expanded in terms of some of the different things that, that you do with the running game? Is that kind of part of the thinking now moving forward to... I think we've always, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to run it obviously effectively and efficiently, and, um, and we did a good job of that tonight. So, I mean, with the type of formation, yeah, that was good. That was good. And I think we're going to, you know, obviously, the better we do with things, the more we're going to use it. And, uh, you know, certain people, look, we had a lot of new players in the interior part of the offensive line, at tight end. Rashad's a new running back, a few new receivers in there blocking. So, you know, every year different things happen, different things kind of take shape with the team. And, you know, as the season goes, you, I always think you get more of the good, less of the bad. You know, the more you study yourself, the more you understand how teams are seeing you, the more you can complement the things you do well, you know, and, and it's just throughout the whole year, you just keep, you know, putting different things together. So. How far would you think uh, Julio was able to give you tonight? First whole game you played with him, obviously, he made a big catch for some runs. Yeah, made a huge catch on the on the go route. Uh, had some good, you know, ball, balls that you know were in his hands that, you know, he's hard to get down. You know, get him in space. He caught a curl route, which was pretty good. Um, I missed him on a slant early. It just was a bad throw. Um, but I have a lot of confidence in him. We're just going to keep growing and getting better. And you know, he's a true professional. I love working with people like that. That it's important to them. They care a lot. You know, I love playing with a guy like Julio. And been very fortunate here to play with Chris and Mike. Um, who really are in that mold. I think the three of them together. Um, Cam's a real pro. Lenny's turning into a real pro, even as a young player. So there's a lot of good leadership at different positions. Tristan, Donnie, you know, we lose a guy like Ryan, and Hainsey steps in. Um, Luke did a good job. Shaq does a great job. Played a lot of football with him. I know he's a warrior. So we've got a long, got a long way to go. This is just the beginning, and this one game, and, you know, there was, certainly wasn't all great out there. There's a lot we can do better, and that's what we'll try to do better next week. Talking about Mike, was that and the different uh, different guys coming in, but when you get down to the red zone, you have Mike Evans. Um, what's it like having him down there and knowing you can depend on him? It's awesome. I mean, he's a, as dependable as they come. He's a great player, tough, hard nose, uh, so tall, long, dynamic. Um, I love being out there with him. To Mike, was that a check or did that call come in? That can that? come in any time. You know, one of the quarterbacks. So Mike's open, he gets it. So uh, it's we we talk about everything. So thank you guys. Come from Germany. Yep, yeah. came all from Germany. The game of you coming to Munich in November. The whole country is hyped that you got coming to your team. So what what are you thinking about it? Are you really looking forward to that? Yeah, it's quite a ways away. You know, like it's like. In football years, it's a long way away, even though it's probably not that long. But um, we got to get through some other really tough games in the meantime. But I think, in my experience, those are some of the great memories uh, that I've ever had playing. Two games in London, one game in Mexico, and uh, obviously going to Germany. 
Yeah, that's good. Let's keep it up. But I'm a, I have some German roots too, so uh, you know it should be a really great trip. I've never been to Germany. He was focused. The Buccaneers are focused. They've gotten a, an opening road win. You savor these road wins. Again, Tampa Bay is not going to get to play a home game until the Packers week three. Packers and Chiefs back-to-back. You now are going to head to New Orleans. It's very tough to win any game on the road against good teams, especially now you got to win back-to-back games or try to with the Saints coming up. More on them in, uh, in a few moments, but... Uh, Brady looked like Brady for a lot of that game at field level with zip on the football. I mean, again, he aired it out to Julio Jones, put it right where he could make it. Bullets on some different throws to Mike Evans uh, or to Chris Godwin, etc. There was a very conservative game plan in the second half, especially when the game became 19-3. to You weren't going to air it out. You weren't going to go four wide and five wide in those situations. Play with the extra tight ends. And again, not featured in the highlights, but Co'Keefe gets a mention from me. One tremendous block as after another uh, in the H-back position on the end. Kate Otten blocking as the H-back. You're having to replace Rob Gronkowski, who's been in that role for the last couple of years. Interesting that Kyle Rudolph, uh, the veteran, is a good blocker, but they just, in a numbers game, didn't keep a fourth tight end active. Otten and Keefe, the rookies, play special teams as well. So in the numbers game, they were out there. But those guys were blocking and helping protect Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, and Rashad White in pass protection protecting Brady. It was all good enough. And TB12 gets another victory, another win under his belt as the Bucks come off a 13-win regular season, get it off to a good start this time around. All right, we continue on Nothing But Bucks. Our radio analyst, 15-year NFL veteran. He is now in his 16th year in the radio booth for the Buccaneers on Buccaneers Radio with Gene Deckerhoff. Love Dave Moore, number 83. Uh, I'm, you're going to hear me ask about this. I'm so reminiscent of Dave Moore making great one-handed catches. It's uh, funny that Mike Evans made one last night, and now we're going to get a chance to talk with Dave about what he saw out of the Buccaneers on Sunday night in an opening night win over the Cowboys. Here's that conversation right now. All right, 19-3 to is the final, and we are immediately after it is over with. All right, uh, 83, you have been through a lot as a player and as an analyst with opening night games you, you don't apologize for wins much less road wins much less road wins where you don't even allow a touchdown that's me saying that what are your thoughts after this one's over with no I mean object is to win the game I mean there's some opportunities I think the Bucks offense left on the field with both field position because they were set up a couple times where you thought they were going to score a touchdown but again they, they came away with points and you know, four out of five opportunities with field goals. They got the big touchdown. But the defense today really are the ones that set the tempo for the day. Uh, they, you know, they have four sacks at the interception. They shut down the run game, which Dallas traditionally has had a very good one. So it's a good start. I mean, certainly things to build on, but um, it's nice to have everybody healthy and, and guys making big plays. I've been talking a lot. What a surprise before you came on here. So I just want your feeling. How critical was it that they were not able to run series after series in the first half and it kept putting them behind, down in distance, second and long, third and long? Well, that's, I mean, that's the defensive strategy always is stop the run first, force long yardage passing situations and get after the quarterback. Whether you can do it with the four guys up front or you have to blitz some guys, but that third and long situation is, is really what favors the defense. And by stopping that run, it, it puts you at a fair advantage. Can you say enough about Leonard Fournette on the other side of the ball and what he looked like tonight? We did see a couple of series in Nashville where he got some work in preseason game number two. But, man, at field level, I already said this a little while ago, 
he was running hard. What did you see up high in the booth out of number seven? Uh, he ran the ball extremely well, and he protected the quarterback well also. But to his credit, the first game, you're not in full game shape. I mean, we saw him in spells in preseason, but he went out there and put a full day in, and he did it effectively. We had some good blocking by the young tight ends in there. Uh, Gedeke, Hainsey pulling out around the edge, some new younger guys that really did a nice job of, of setting some things up and making it work. Well, again, the uh, the offense was able to succeed uh, in no small part to Tom Brady and, and able to make some throws and able to make some plays. Uh, uh, not, not a tremendous performance, but good enough. What did you see out of him? Well, he made some key third down throws and obviously Julio Jones uh, with that big catch down the sideline. Uh, the run game obviously set up some play action, but Mike Evans made some big catches on third down, and then also that obviously tremendous one-handed catch with a great throw in the corner of the end zone. So, you know, he was himself. The stats don't show it, but he made the key throws and the, and the key reads uh, in the situations where they, they really needed it to either set up a field goal or get to a touchdown. I thought you had the trademark on the left-handed stabs in the end zone. You always used to make a left-handed stab in the end zone, and there's Mike Evans doing your gig. Yeah, yeah. it, it was a great adjustment on the ball. It was thrown a little bit early, just a fade route, and he just leaned back, and on his way down, he was able to snag a one hand. Really pretty impressive. So this team gets the win, and now uh, tell me, take me through the mindset of a player, because this is a Sunday night game. You know you've got a road game at a division foe that's had your number in the regular season the last few years. Take me through what Sunday night and Monday is to put this to bed and get ready for the Saints. Well, you're going to enjoy it for tonight. But tomorrow you're going to take care of your bodies, and then you're going to try to get back focused uh, to make improvements. I mean, it, it, was, it was a good football game, but there's, there's areas where I think everybody feels like they can improve. Um, and that's really, I mean, you enjoy it for 24 hours and then that's it. 83, thank you. You're welcome. 19-3 to is the final as the Buccaneers get the win in Dallas. And thanks to Dave Moore. That was late night. Full disclosure here after everything is over with. We're hanging out, getting ready to go to the airplane. And he was willing to hop on for a few minutes on nothing but Bucks. That's the kind of conversations we're going to bring you from our analysts, from former players, from people in and around Buccaneers.com, etc. Um, coverage of the team. So we will talk to many different folks throughout this season on Nothing But Bucks. That's why you want to be here for this content on the podcast. All right, so the Buccaneers get the win. They'll enjoy it for Monday. Again, I don't have the injury information as we release this podcast. You may have more of that as Monday. You will have more of it Monday afternoon and Monday night on what's the seriousness uh, of the situations with Donovan Smith, with Chris Godwin. They may evaluate them more. Leonard Fournette again uh, tweaked the hamstring. It looked like they were working on his right hamstring last night. But again, at that stage, you're up 19-3. to There's no need to, to push him back out there for this game. Rashad White was out there. Giovanni Bernard was available. You also have Keyshawn Vaughn. The Bucks have depth at a lot of different positions, receiver included, defensive line included. If some guys are slowed up, you want them to all be healthy, but you've got some other, other next man up type players that can step in for this team. All right, so you get the win. You may have the injury update information. It may be a little later in the week before we find it out, and it won't be long before you're right back uh, in a huge uh, road game environment at the uh, Caesars Superdome in New Orleans against the rival Saints. And the Buccaneers' record has not exactly been spectacular against the Saints in regular season games. How about Jameis Winston, who looked uh, shaky through a lot of the game uh, for the Saints, led a comeback against the Atlanta Falcons, who gave up a 16-point lead 
uh, to the New Orleans Saints in the second half. Jameis leading not one, not two, but three scoring drives down the stretch, including the go-ahead field goal drive. Will Lutz kicked the game-winning field goal with under a minute to play. Marcus Mariota tried to get the Falcons into field goal range for Youngway Koo. Their kicker had already made several field goals. He had a 63-yard attempt on the final play, and the uh, Saints were able to get a hand on it. It was a low kick because of, how, of the distance. They got a hand on it and blocked it. Sealed the win 27-26 in comeback fashion. Jameis again threw a couple of touchdowns in the second half. Michael Thomas back from injury. Looked good. He's been hurt really for the last uh, couple of seasons uh, with ankle problems. So he had off-season ankle surgery. He looked good. They've got Olave, the rookie, Chris Olave at receiver out of Ohio State uh, in this game. So uh, Jameis has got a lot of weapons. Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, able to make some plays. So, you know, he's always dangerous. And again, the Saints have a great front seven led by Cam Jordan and uh, and some of those linebackers that are going to be ready to get after the Buccaneers. And again, we'll see what the health is of Leonard Fournette, who had the 100-yard rushing game on opening night. Not just playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny, but he was Sunday night football Lenny with 127 yards. We'll see how healthy he can be. He's a New Orleans native, and he's got no love for the Saints. It's gotten spicy at field level with he and the Saints, so we'll see if Leonard can be ready to go for this game this week against New Orleans division rivalry game right off the bat on the road. Tough task to go on the road and win either the first two, much less both of the first two games. We'll see if the Buccaneers can pull that out coming on Sunday. That's a question for this Sunday. That is a 1 Eastern time game. We'll be on the air at noon on Buccaneers Radio for that. Again, a great win on opening night over the Dallas Cowboys, 19-3. to uh, Should I say it? I think I am going to say it. How about them Cowboys? Uh, they did not get it done, and it may be a long year. Dak Prescott with that injured hand. He had to have hand surgery either last night or today. They're going to have hand surgery for him. He's out at least a month, maybe longer. Uh, so Cooper Rush apparently is the quarterback for now in Dallas. They were the only uh, NFC team, only NFC East team that lost yesterday, by the way. Commanders, Eagles, Giants all won. So Dallas in last place because of the Buccaneer win. Uh, again, Carolina lost on a last-second field goal at home to the Cleveland Browns on a long field goal by their rookie kicker, Cade York. So the Saints won, but the Falcons uh, and the uh, Panthers lose. So the Bucks tied at the top at 1-0 and will be in the Superdome against Jameis Winston and the Saints. Dennis Allen is the first-year full-time coach, the former defensive coordinator replacing Sean Payton. We'll have all of that for you coming on Sunday noon on Buccaneers Radio with a pregame. Gene and Dave and I will call the game on Sunday at 1, and we'll be back right off the weekend with nothing but Bucks next Monday. For now, we are good. My thanks to Jason Berenger helping me with the highlights of the interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Thanks to everybody behind the scenes at 98rock and Buccaneers.com for making all of this happen. My thanks to Dave Moore also for the extra conversation off the Buccaneers victory. 19-3 over the Cowboys. 2022 starts with a victory as the Bucs were dominant on defense, stifling the Cowboys and getting the win. Now to New Orleans, an NFC South matchup with the Saints. We'll have that for you Sunday. We'll be back with a recap when it is done right here on Nothing But Bucks.